You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales with Joe Wood. <laughs> She's actually here in real life and we're together because this week we are running our bookkeepers retreat which is our first ever in-person event. I don't know how we're doing this Joe. it's actually happening. I know it's <laughs> mad isn't it? We've been waiting so long and it's finally here. So uh, we're getting ready for that, that's all happening tomorrow and we've got 25 bookkeepers coming over to South Wales to spend a day with us on business development and uh, we're going to get to know each other, we're going to have that real community feel, I absolutely can't wait. Yeah. But before that all happens, we're joined today by Celso Pinto from Pixie and what we really wanted to do is have a chat about um, the sort of the sense of overwhelm that we know a lot of book bookkeepers feel as they start practices and I suppose as you're bringing lots of clients in with different deadlines and different priorities it can feel like quite difficult to feel organized and in control of what's happening so um Celso it's really nice to meet you how are you doing thank you very much for having me yeah really really well um it's a week of holidays so yeah just making the most of it I guess oh well thanks so much for taking some time out of your holiday to have a chat with us um I actually did did a pixie demo yesterday because we a lot of bookkeepers who are working with us on our courses are using pixie in their practices right now and i haven't seen it myself so i had a look so i wanted to have a, a look around and had a really interesting demo with matt and he made sure i knew everything that i needed to know about it um so i think and from my point of view it's a good tool for yeah. somebody who wants to start to get con- control of their practice um what i suppose the first point really is this sort of sense of overwhelm what can bookkeepers do right now if they're feeling uh that they don't know where to start with their business how can they get control of it of course um i guess that the um the first step is always to try to understand what's causing all that anxiety and uh often that that kind of relates to the business growing and as things you know just start expanding and you bring more and more and more clients it's super normal to feel that things are kind of like getting out of control mm-hmm. and um when that's the case you know a few there are a few solutions obviously the first thing that i'd recommend to anyone really is to join a support group <laughs> so that yeah. that's kind of like a that network of peers who went through the same challenges or who are going through the same challenges and just um you know everyone has their their ways of coping and some tricks to um to uh to overcome those uh those challenges so that would be step number one uh step number two is if indeed the cause is around just feeling a bit more organized um then um you know just looking at available systems uh to try to uh to improve that uh some of those systems quite often just tend to fall into the scope of processes. And uh, once you have those processes lined up, I would say, and then maybe looking to systems, IT systems like Pixie to help uh, implement what the ideal processes would look like. So in a nutshell, there are like many, many layers that I would recommend going through before actually getting to the software itself. That's interesting. Mm. And I think one of the things we talk about a lot is starting out because it's not just client work, is it? It's like everything mm. around running a practice. So it's, it's yeah. kind of 
separating that work of working on the business and then yeah. the client work looking at that yeah. separately we always talk about having an, an urgent and important grid and just prioritizing the stuff that is <laughs> yes. important going to move your business forward and of course putting the urgent stuff at the beginning of that list and then looking at what you can delegate and outsource and maybe just take off the list but then in terms of your actual workload in an ideal world how would you recommend bookkeepers approach managing their workload um, your framework is really good, by the way. Uh, if it's anything like the Eisenhower decision framework, I think that's a really good way to start today, if I'm honest, <laughs> just to prioritize things around. And then there's another thing that can be useful as well, which is um, another framework called the uh, 4Ds of, um, I can't remember the actual the name of it. Uh, but in any case, um, the, the for these are essentially things that you need to do, things that you need to delegate, uh, things you need to, to delay and just uh, postpone to some other time, or if something doesn't need to get done at all, uh, just delete it. Um, so it's a very simple framework just to kind of get some order into the day. Um, personally, I, I try to uh, to follow this these principles, and they're just really, really for this of productivity, I just remembered. And um, it's it's a really, really good, good framework to um, to kind of like get the day organized a bit more, I'd say. Um, and it also gives us the um, that first win uh, as we start in the morning, right? Because the first thing isn't really to deliver some um, work for a client or anything of the sort. It's really to just get the day organized. And that's really easy to do as well. So nothing like starting the, the day with a positive step. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, I think, I mean, how I've always approached system, like I've been in business for many, many years. And in the past, it used to be that we would start out with a big roll of paper and post-it notes and kind of map out what a system yep. looked like. And then we would do Word documents and like link all the Word documents together. And it was so clunky. And, but, and what I, what was so bad about it is that you had never had sight on where anyone was mm -hmm. and I think um, it's okay if you're the only person in your business then you know but like you said one of the D's is delegation we can't do absolutely everything if we're going yep. to be successful mm -hmm. there's too much to do so I think really what's great about having something systemized um, is that you can delegate a section but once I don't like abdication of everything, like passing it over without knowing what it is. I think you need to understand what it is you want done and then delegate it. And it doesn't have to be to an employee. You can outsource to subcontractors. But if you mm -hmm. I think that's what stops people growing a, their business is because they don't know what the system is. They just do it. Mm -hmm. And actually, one of the biggest things we find with bookkeepers is that they don't spend that time on just breaking down what tasks they're doing. And I think something like Pixie can really help you, can't it, to see it in front of you yeah. rather than just doing it in your head? Yeah, totally. And it's so interesting you mentioned the, the Word documents because it's a, it's a very common pattern as well. And, um, in fact, one of the, our latest innovations just, you know, goes right to the heart of that. But anyways... Um, so the, um, the, I'd say that the biggest benefit around Pixie is the fact that you, instead of having all these manuals in separate Word documents, um, you can standardize all of those, those things into Pixie workflow templates. And what that means is that you can even be, 
exactly as you described, if you want to outsource um, a piece of work to someone or a few tasks in the process to someone, um, you can also take advantage of uh, apps like Loom and record the video and embed those videos into the P2 workflow so that whomever is executing that can follow the video along. Even if it's the first time that they're doing that task, it doesn't really matter because they can go through the process with you um, of um, how to achieve this and how to get this completed. From the business owner's perspective, I, I'd say that's almost like heaven, isn't it? We do it once we record it to document the process. And then that's in the system where the tasks get executed. So this is a really important factor to guarantee consistency of delivery, which is about the most important thing right next to efficiency in terms of uh, professional services firms, such as a bookkeeping service. When would you say then, I feel like I know what the answer to this is, when do you think people need to bring practice management software into their business then? Because what you just said about standardizing a task, actually, whether we've got staff or not, we probably need to think about standardizing every step of our process, even to get ready to Mm -hmm. outsource that to a member of our team. And Joe's mentioned the idea of actually having this sort of top level view of what's going on in your business. It's really hard when you're holding that information in your Mm -hmm. head. Do you think that everybody should be bringing some kind of, not necessarily Pixie, like maybe something else, maybe some other project management Mm -hmm. tool? I think there's a everyone should be thinking about this from day one of starting the business. Yeah. Um, it's certainly helpful. Um, I would say that, yes, think about it from day one, but don't let you stop you uh, from yeah. actually getting the thing done. Um, I see lots of, of that, those cases as well, where folks just get, um, you know, analysis paralysis and they <laughs> just try to do so much and get all the processes in place before they actually get to do the thing. And, um, just get something started. And the interesting part about doing, uh, instead of planning first, is that it allows you to surface the patterns and which parts are actual components of the process and which aren't, and which parts do you want to keep track of and which don't you. Um, so by doing, if eventually you will indeed just surface the, the parts that need to go into that. So. In a nutshell, to answer to your question directly, obviously as soon as possible, um, but not sooner, not not so early that it really prevents you from getting things done. And it's very, very easy for folks to feel overwhelmed with uh, setting up a system and uh, just let that distract or become a distraction and become a project in itself. And I'm, I'm a really, really, um, um, I, I lean towards simplicity. And if there's anything that, um, uh, Folks can just start doing without having a system in place, go there first, and then try to move towards um, a, a system like um, what task management system like Pixie or not. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, first do and then systemize. Where are you? Where do you stand on whether you do bring this software in yourself as the owner of the business versus? delegating it to somebody who may we a lot of bookkeepers in our group have a va or somebody doing administrative mm-hmm. tasks um should they do it themselves should they use somebody else or what kind of person should they be looking for to help them with yeah. this organization yeah yeah um it's tough it depends on the culture that you want to create in the business um obviously you know if it's the business owner doing that typically their own um personality um, goes into the processes and goes into the culture of the firm. And I think that's a really, really important aspect. Um, if obviously, you know, 
uh, folks get stuck in the doing and they actually need uh, some help to just identify the processes, then getting some external assistance is, um, is definitely a, a good thing, uh, just at least to get the ball going. Um, now that said, um, I would always say that anything related to client communications, it's always good to have the owner just uh, live a bit of personality in those communications and just saying, this is how we want to write to clients and things like that. Uh, some folks are very formal, others are very informal. I'm super informal as well. Um, but again, that just goes into the PC brand a little bit. And yeah. uh, that's just something that we always try to to um, to suggest to folks as well. Anything related to client service, make sure that the owner uh, leaves a bit of personality in those emails. And and the thing is, I mean, what I find is, yeah, I get do sometimes get stuck with, oh my goodness, I've got this um, system to write. What I delegate is the accountability. So mm -hmm. I, time I say to my VA, I've got this job to do. You know, I'm not going to get it done without someone doing it. So I actually book her in to sit and be with me for 20 minutes, half an hour, and then she will support me, but it's my ideas. Yeah. So you can outsource that accountability. And I, I think that. that's really helpful. And I do I do it a lot. I do it a lot. When, when there's something like an awards entry mm -hmm. or something that I know <laughs> I should do, but there's always something else. Or now for me, it's weekly email ma management. We've got it down to 10 minutes a week, but it's booked in every week. We go through the inbox and we... And, and because I know I've got that meeting coming up, I actually have got more into the habit, yeah. which is what I try and do with my clients with their paperwork. But I'm kind of putting that back on myself. So, yeah, we don't have to actually delegate the thinking. We might need to delegate the accountability of the task. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good point. I think that's a really good point. And it becomes this forcing function to actually think about what needs to get done, doesn't it? Because you know that that thing's coming. Um, and as such, you just take a bit of time to prepare for that as well. Um, so yeah. I think that's really beneficial. From a practical point of view, Joe, I hope you don't mind me asking. I'm just thinking about how you've gone about systemizing your practice then. Mm. What would you be so you you book some time in with your VA and then you are you're on a call and you're like, right, I've got this new client process that I need mm -hmm. to document. What are the steps you go through to make sure that you've you haven't missed anything out in doing that? And how do you bring that into your project management system? So what we tend to do actually is we do it as a whole team. Mm -hmm. And um and I still do like a bit of the post-it note like just because I think of things and I'll write things down and then I'm like actually that needs to come before that and then what we need to do so when we've done it when we've actually come together with a process and we all of us kind of sense check it next what needs to happen is you need to try and use the process and so then I need to make sure that I'm doing it and then we set a meeting for after the next time I'm going to use it to review and then I say that worked really well. Mm -hmm. That was in the wrong place. And we've forgotten this. It came into my brain when we was on the meeting. Yeah. So it's about realizing that this process is never done. It's never yes. a finished thing. It's always going to need a little bit of adjustment. And um, But I, I, I love the fact that you can implement the Loom videos. I think videos are amazing use of our time. Um, my husband's actually just created a whole list of payroll videos because he got really poorly um, last month and he got poorly at month end. Yeah. And we realized that he had to do like all of these payrolls and we're like, right, this month, record the process. So, um, 
But again, when we actually try and implement, so first of all, you have to implement your own system and realize there's bits. Then you have to pass it on to someone else and let them do it. And then they're going to come back with things that you do automatically that they didn't know to do. Yeah. So it's, co it's constant work in progress. Yeah. And it's, um, this is where a system like Pixie comes really in handy um, because iterating on what already exists is really easy and make sure that the next time around um, you can take advantages of those, uh, of those improvements and make sure that those get baked into the process as well. Um, again, it's just a small thing, um, but at the end of the day, just having a system where you can put that and make sure that it's always followed is really, really important. And it's in your face at the end of the day, isn't it? As you're executing the task, um, here are the instructions now to achieve this. Here's um, the, um, the the wording that you want to use to email the clients, so on and so forth. So you really can't escape. And at the same time, it gives you that ability to build on top of it and uh, continuously iterate on the um on on those processes and um incorporate the feedback both from clients as well as the the staff mm -hmm. yeah it sounds like loads and i think there are probably people who are watching mm. this are thinking okay i've got to systemize my process and i need some workflows and oh my god this just sounds like a load of extra work <laughs> um but but it is really important because there's no way that you can scale unless you have brought these processes in mm -hmm. and i think like you said we have to learn that it's a mindset thing. It's like every mm -hmm. time we do something that is repeated in the business, mm -hmm. okay, then we need to make sure that this is documented so we can potentially delegate it to somebody else or it can be people know what to expect from us. Yeah. And um, it yeah. always looks the same when people interact with us. It just helps us to be better with our clients and better. In and it's yeah. so interesting because in the past, I remember being so precious over everything in my business and feeling that if I didn't do it, then my clients would be upset. But really that was my ego talking because what my clients want is they wanted to have the service delivered in, in a nice way. And actually when you get the processes right and you weave your brand and how you talk to your clients through everything, really doesn't matter mm -hmm. who is doing it if they're following mm -hmm. the system. And, and so I was really precious and you do think, oh my goodness, I, um, and I remember saying things like this, oh my goodness, that client would not want anyone else doing it. I don't do any of that kind of stuff anymore. And actually, um, and when I've been ill and stuff, actually what's happened is if my sister steps in and does a management accounts meeting, afterwards my clients message me and say, oh my God, your sister had so many great ideas. And I'm like, <laughs> shoot, actually we have to realise that actually we can if it's what we it's the process and how we want to serve our clients is what they want mm -hmm. they don't want us to necessarily deliver it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we can work 24 7 and do everything in our business and if that's what you really want to do you can but for me I want my business to be a tool for me to have more family time and more time to do what I want to do so you have to get out of your own way and get these things out of your head and into a into a system yeah yeah, I agree. It's so interesting you mentioned that because ultimately what we're talking about is standards of quality, isn't it? And by defining what the processes look like, essentially you're defining what the standard of quality is and you want to make sure that it's always met regardless of who's actually doing the delivery of the service to the client. And uh, without having that documented very clearly, um, it just becomes really hard for people to know what the expectations are. Um, so typically that happens 
Well, in the past year, it might, might have been a bit more challenging because everyone's working remotely, but typically it would, it would happen by osmosis, by everyone being in the same office and then just picking up best practices from someone else. Um, and right now with everyone working in a distributed manner, uh, it just becomes really important to document those things and say very clearly, this is what the expectation is. This is how we should communicate to the client. These are the things that we should be doing. These are the things we should not be doing, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And um, that's really, really helpful. And at the same time, another thing that um, that I uh, I was understanding from, from the comments earlier is that um, it having something documented and having a system ultimately it allows you to stay organized and um and feel organized which is perhaps the most important part isn't it because without feeling organized we just stay awake all night thinking oh my god i can't forget about doing this or i feel overwhelmed with so many things going on at this moment why is that because there's so much there's too many things in the air but if it's in, in the system somewhere, at least you can, you know, just lean back a bit, take a breath and think, you know, at least I know exactly what needs to be done. Now let me just prioritize it and decide what to do with it, which is where the decision frameworks come, come into play. Um, so again, there are so many um, advantages to having a system. doesn't matter which system it is. Um, and it doesn't really matter how small a business it is either. As long as you feel that you're in control as a business owner, that's perhaps the most important part to take the next step, whether that is growing the business, taking more staff, taking more clients, and so on and so forth. Um, I'd say that that's, again, um, one, one important consideration to, uh, to have. And actually having a bit of time, maybe if you're feeling overwhelmed today and you're watching this, you are thinking actually I have no idea and I'm waking up in the night worrying I'm going to miss a deadline for something maybe taking an hour out although it might not feel like the best productive use of your time actually having an hour to sit down and go okay what are my deadlines right now what needs to be done and then that's going to give you the shape of what your workflow needs to look like so that you can you've got it all down on paper it's somewhere if you've got a team everyone can see it but even if it's you working on your own you at least know where you stand and I know I used to do I used to set up recurring appointments in my diary for a few days before a deadline to make sure that I had time blocked in the diary to work on something or review something that needed to go out Mm -hmm. just so that I had the peace of mind that it was there but actually if you've got a tool that can help you manage that that can work as well equally um what about I think one of the big things that's a problem is when you take a new client on and there's catch-up work that Mm -hmm. you need to do and you're like okay this is going to take me like two or three days to sort this mess out and at the same time I've got my other clients and they've got their recurring like routine work that needs to be done when you bring those kind of clients into the business it can suddenly feel like I I was just about managing with my like monthly task and now uh, boom I've got this extra heap of work where when am I ever going to fit this into my business how can you like practically how can you approach that and make sure that everything still gets done without dropping any of the balls yeah um I, I think onboarding is the biggest process and the most imp- for me it has been the thing that I didn't used to focus on I used to focus on selling and I used to focus on the monthly tasks and making sure that that was done but exactly what you've said when you've got a client where you've got backlog work now I focus so if I take on a client that I've got backlog work we meet every week until we are in the present day 
And my onboarding process, now that I've got that down to a T, and it means that I've communicated exactly how we're going to work, exactly what I expect, my expectations from the clients, and what they can expect from me and my team. We set up all the communication channels. We get all of the references. We get the accountant's clearance. We get everything done. And we focus so much time on that bit that it's really changed my whole business mm. because the monthly tasks are easier um, and the client is like it's I use it like as a client training session. <laughs> like this is how I make you into a good client. It's something that I learned that, you know, bad clients are created. Mm-hmm. And I had to start saying, this is my fault. They're a bad client. I have been the problem. And I flipped that on head. How can I make and nurture and harvest amazing best clients? And it is by upping that communication, but also that onboarding process. I literally have tick, 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 tick that I have to do to make sure that um, uh, that they're done. And actually, for me, I think there's five people that are included in that onboarding. So we've got the accountant, the payroll, the VA, the bookkeeper, and client manager. They're all involved in that onboarding, and we all have things to do. Mm-hmm. And there's actually loads to do. And I think that's where the overwhelm comes from. There's so many tiny little tasks. Yeah. There's setting up the software and talking to this person and that person. And getting that information from the client. We cannot do the work without that information. So I think my advice would be, if you can really nail your onboarding, for me, what meant it meant is my marketing and my sales became better because I knew when they came on to become a client, they were going to experience the best thing and also stay and be a good client. Love that. Love it. And and how can something like Pixie help us with this process? Is there, if you're, think, if you're coming at this and you're like, okay, I need a process and I think I know what my workflows are because I've got my post-it notes out and I stuck them on a piece of wallpaper mm-hmm. like Um, But am I missing something? Like, because that's the thing. And, and for a lot of our bookkeepers who are new, they haven't worked in practice, but they technically can absolutely do what they need to do. And um, perhaps they need to believe in themselves a bit more, but that mm-hmm. these kind of workflows are the things where it's hard to know if you haven't come across it before you've talked about workflows that you have in Pixie. How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's um, there's a huge component to standardizing the the, the client onboarding in Pixie. Um, out of the box, the, um, the platform already brings um, a workflow specifically to tackle that. Um, just to make sure that it, it, a few more things are taken into account other than simply, you know, creating the client record here and uh, getting these things signed off. Um, as um, uh, as we were just discussing, there is a lot more to, uh, to onboarding clients than just you know getting the information from them. And there are things that we need to do on the back office and there are, there are uh, checks that you need to perform, there are accounts to be created in all different systems, so on and so forth. Um, so it's important to make sure that all of that goes into into the um, into the workflows, and in Pixie it's really really easy to start adopting that. So if you already have the um, the the workflow laid out uh, in, on Post-it notes, for example, then the the next easiest step is to replicate exactly that, no more, no less, into Pixie workflows, into the the the, the onboarding workflow. And this guarantees that whenever you're onboarding, um, not just individually as a team, as you're onboarding a new client, 
um, all the steps that were in the post-its are now in the system. And there are deadlines to each of those things anyways. So it's very easy to make sure that the ball keeps progressing. Um, and um, we collect all the information that you need to collect from the client. And if for some reason there is this client that um, needs something more specific, then you can bake that in, into, the, into the process so that the next time around, that improvement is already in the system as well. And again, having that not on a post-it note, but rather on the system that's used throughout the firm by everyone in the team, again, it just reinforces the, the, the case for standardizing processes and that continuous improvement in terms of the um, of what you, the services that are delivered to the client. And um, yeah, I totally agree that uh, it's really, really important to make sure that clients all have the same experience as they come on board. Um, it also guarantees that as they finish that onboarding process, every client um, kind of has the same setup. Um, so everyone has the same folders, everyone has the same systems, everyone, all of those things are no longer unknowns. And then the recurring work becomes a lot easier as well because there, are not, there aren't going to be any surprises, I'd say. No, I agree. And just taking that time out right at the beginning to say, okay, right, I'm onboarding someone right now and maybe it's your first client or maybe you've been running your practice for years and this is your next client. You're, right, okay, how do I really want this to look and how can I standardize this and what would be the best way for me to do this in my business? It can change. Like you can change your mind yeah. later if you decide you need yes. to, but something and be aware that actually if I get this right it's going to be something I can replicate and that's going to make my life easier and anyone who comes yeah. into my business amazing yeah, totally. yeah and another good thing as well is that you can learn from peers isn't it um so mm -hmm. again I'm going to focus on pixie but it doesn't need necessarily to be pixie um but um if someone's in a peer group and uh, that peer group is in pixie and they have like this really streamlined onboarding process it's really easy to share that template, those workflows with everyone else uh, so that everyone kind of like ups the game a tiny bit and just keeps improving and building on everyone else's experiences. Um, especially for someone getting started, this is really, really valuable because yeah. you might not yet know. It's kind of like, the, the, that, that again, that going back to the frameworks, the unknown unknowns, you don't know what you don't know. So as you're trying to figure out things, people who are more experienced might have uh, some perspective already on certain things and how to make those more streamlined. So just being able to leverage that uh, on the earliest days just um, address a lot of the headaches on the line. Yeah, we did this actually recently with our mastermind group. We found that three or four of the people in our group were all using Pixie. So we yeah. decided that we'd have a session together to look at like yeah. best practice. And I think that, yeah, yeah, learning from other people who are doing something similar to you who may or may not come, have come across what you need help with right now and you'll know something that they need to know you know it's really yeah. helpful to collaborate isn't collaboration it? is so important and I think that's what's been missing in this industry for years and this yeah. is why we have our group because this is what I was missing 20 years ago when I set up in practice and it's a lonely world and actually there's so much work out there and we can all help each other and definitely like just getting together with a few of your peers and saying What's your onboarding process? What do you do? Yeah. And how can, you know, and just picking up ideas. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, 
this has been so incredibly helpful for everybody. Um, I wonder whether you could let us know, um, Nikki's just uh, popped in earlier actually, that she's had a, she's in a trial month, she's having a, she's had a demo, she's got the free trial. I wonder if you can let us know how people can find out more about Pixie and how they can yeah. have a free trial or get a demo if they want to do that. Yeah, totally. Uh, so just head out to usepixie.com um, and start the free trial. Uh, the free trial lasts for 30 days. Uh, generally, it's plenty of time to understand how the system works. And then um, you can also um, have a look into the Pixie Academy, uh, which is something that is accessible inside the app. Um, and this will uh, allow you to join a session or a, a number of sessions just to understand how certain parts of the, um, of the platform work. Uh, in addition to that, um, there is also content on the website itself, alongside with uh, the workflow library, uh, where you can pick up the best practices from all sorts of um, all sorts of folks, and also the small firms hub. And again, this is just a learning um, a learning uh, uh, area of of Pixie, where there's plenty of content explaining multiple things around the, the, the different stages of the journey of um, running a, a practice and running and growing a practice. Um, so ultimately, go to usepixie.com. That's the starting point. And then you can either start a trial or uh, start leveraging the, the content that we have available there. Fantastic. And somebody has just said that they've booked a walkthrough. So there you go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> Lovely. Well, look, if you want to find out more about what we, what we do as well, come and join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. It's our free Facebook community. We've got about two and a half thousand bookkeepers in that group who are starting and building their own practices. We'd love to see you there. Um, get to know us a bit better. You might be able to come to our next bookkeepers retreat. It's our real life event that's happening tomorrow. And we're obviously quite excited about that. But for now, look, so I'll say thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Um, it's been really interesting to learn from you. And I think that, you know, the overwhelm is real. This is a challenge that comes up so much for our community and um, and hopefully for anyone who's listened you've been able to take away some really good pointers for today but for now thanks everybody we'll see you next week for the next podcast take care bye bye don't forget to join us every week on the bookkeepers podcast with topical bookkeeping chat why not join our free facebook group the six figure bookkeepers club or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com